Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. So we're talking about encountering God. We talked about encountering God the Father. Now we're talking about encountering God the Son for the last few weeks, and I can't skip over the significance of this day, even though I want to continue the lesson, I'm going to try to intertwine it in Jesus' name. So today I want to talk about baby stages. Ain't, ain't that cute, baby? I was searching all Google. I said, that's a cute one right there. I like that. Baby stages. Baby stages. Hmm. We're talking about encountering Jesus, who is the Word. The Bible says in our first slide, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. Who is him? The Word. Who is the Word? Jesus. So Jesus existed in the beginning with God. Hmm. Because he is the word of God. It's kind of like your words exist right now within you. But because you haven't spoken, no one knows your word. No one has, not right now, because you haven't spoken, nobody knows your Jesus. But the word is still with you. You're still saying like, oh, I like his suit. I don't like his suit. Where is he going with this? Uh, them shoes are too shiny. You, you have stuff on your mind. You have words in you that you haven't released yet. So the word is with you because the word is you. Okay? Your, your thoughts. Like some people know me by my words. Hey, Pastor Ty said to go da 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 If you know me, you know those are my words. Right? I could tell my wife, hey, your husband said he's ready to go and uh, he's waiting on you in the car. She'll be like, that ain't him. Because he always walking around talking to everybody in the church. So she knows me. She knows that's not my word because she knows me. So God... In him is the word who is Jesus, right? So before your words are your thoughts. You have thoughts before you speak. And before your thoughts are who you really are, your heart, your soul. I know a lot of people say your actions speak louder than words. Actions might be louder, but it's not greater than words. Are y'all with me? Okay, I always tell Liv, bring your brain to church. Always bring, I like thinkers, I like intellectuals, so bring it, we're not just going, and God, and you don't know like I know, what the, we're not, we, we, uh, y'all should have got that out earlier when we was doing all that. I like to think, I like intellectuals, okay? Okay, actions may speak louder than words, but words are greater, because your actions actually mean words. Like, he's saying he's upset. He's saying, give me that. So words are greater than actions, even though sometimes actions speak louder. The words that are in you stem from your thoughts. Your thoughts that come to you stem from who you really are. So thoughts are attracted to you based on who you are. So if you have lustful thoughts a lot, you should challenge yourself. Challenge what you expose yourself to. Challenge what you swipe all day. Challenge what we text. Challenge what we, because a lot of times thoughts just don't come to you. They come to you based on who you are. 
Once you get older, well, I, I talk to older people, uh, you know, about this situation. And you've been married 60 years. So when did you stop, like, you know, uh, when, how do you get over just women and, and, and men? I'm talking to this couple. How do y'all just get over people coming at you all, you know? And they was like, man, you just, cer certain things, you don't. You don't, over, you don't, it don't, it doesn't stop, but it doesn't have power over you. So when you change as a person, when you repent and change as a person, certain temptations don't affect you like they used to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if that thought comes to me, why is that here? Why? Challenge yourself. Examine yourself, the Bible says. Why is that here? I told y'all a couple weeks ago, I didn't want to uh, call a certain friend of mine who was a friend, but we ain't been friends in like seven years because he offended me. He betrayed me. So I... I, I, I thought about him, and I had a good feeling, like, man, I miss, before him came out, I said, man, I miss, the H, only the H came out, because the M said, <laughs> that I am, I remember, we mad at him, don't be missing him, we, like, something stood up and we like, ah, we mad at him, remember what he did in 07, okay, no, and it stopped me from even caring to a certain extent, and I thought, like, what is it about me? That's still holding him hostage, which is really holding myself hostage. Why, 10 years later, I'm not free? I said, wow, I'm still bitter. I didn't look at it as, look at him and what he did, and that's right, he ain't apologized yet. I looked at it like, what's wrong with me? I'm still bitter? And some of us are still bitter from things that have long gone. And the situation is helping you out by being in the past. You have an advantage on the situation in that it's behind you, but we still bring it up close by remaining angry. What in you wants to remain angry? You have to ask yourself those questions so you can challenge those thoughts that come. God says, I know the thought that I think towards you, thoughts of good and not evil, because he is good. I said, God is good. I'm sorry, visitors. Every time I say God is good to live, we kind of go crazy on that because we got a revelation on that. God is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. So in him was life, the next scripture said. So the word became flesh and dwelt among us. In him was life. And the light, and that light was the light of men. And the light shineth, E-T-H, continues to shine in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Wow. The light shines in darkness. Light shines in darkness. Sometimes God allows certain things to get dark in your life just so he can shine. Situations get real dark in your life and it gets darker and darker just so he can shine brighter. Let me tell you something this morning. If situations are dark in your life and gloomy and you're getting sad about it, stop being sad about it. God is just setting the stage. For himself to get glory in your life. Are you hearing me? He's just setting himself up for more glory. I talked about how Lazarus was sick. Come see Lazarus, Jesus. I'll be there in a minute. I'll be there. I'll be there. Jesus, come. He got there and Lazarus was dead. They said, we texted you four days ago. Where would you at, Jesus? Where, why, why did you wait? He said, your brother is not dead, but he sleeps. He shall rise again. I know he'll rise on the resurrection. I am the resurrection. Then he called Lazarus back out of the grave and they had a different praise, a different honor, a different glory was on Jesus because they understood the healer Jesus, but they didn't understand the resurrection Jesus. So God sometimes lets your sick 
situation go to death so he can get greater glory in your life. Mm, that's a good point right there. So your darkness sometimes gets darker and he allows it to get darker so he can shine even brighter. I love that the fact that it says darkness comprehended it not. Darkness cannot understand nor overpower light. I like that it says it comprehended it not because we know that light, darkness can't beat or defeat light. That's one thing. But the fact that darkness can't understand light, I love that. The enemy cannot understand how you can have joy in the midst of pain. He can't understand how you actually fell asleep last night because he's hitting you with every stressful, depressed, sad, tormenting thought in the world and you still manage to have peace enough to go to sleep. He's confused that you're in church and you're actually smiling and clapping your hands because I'm hitting you with all of hell and you're still giving God praise. He's confused. Look at your neighbor and say, let your light shine. Tell your friend, shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> Darkness can't comprehend the light. When you have joy unspeakable and full of, it, it, it can't understand it. Where did that come from? You need to confuse darkness this week. Intentionally confuse Darkness intentionally challenge the things that make you sad, grieved, uh, uh, uncomfortable, stressed. Challenge it with joy. Challenge it with faith. I still believe God. See, hell was scratching his head when Job was going through what he was going through. Hell could not understand how Job still said, though he slay me. How could you still say that? I'm hitting you with everything I got. Your kids are gone. Your house is gone. Your money is gone. Your body has boils on it. And you still say, though he slay me. Yeah, well, I trust him. I don't took your whole family away and you say the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, but bless the name of the Lord. How could you still bless God when all, when all hope is lost? How could you still bless him? It confuses darkness. I need y'all to lift your hands this week and just be like, bless the Lord. Not now. I mean, this week you can do it in church. I mean, not, not in light. Do it in darkness. When that supervisor leave you, leave your cubicle and you know you don't like them, and it better be done. Ooh, bless the Lord. And just ball your fist like this and just swing it and just bless them. <laughs> Confuse darkness this week and just say, bless the Lord. Can somebody try it now and say, bless the Lord? Bless the Lord. Here we go. I'm not going to be long. Here we go. Jesus disrupts darkness. This light that we're talking about is Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus disrupts darkness. Mm. People, who, people who expect Jesus, oh no, people who are not ready to wake up are irritated by light. <laughs> so a lot of people don't like Jesus because we don't want to, we don't want to, we, we want to, mm-mm. We want to remain asleep. We want to remain ignorant. I don't want to, I don't want to know what's a sin. I don't want to know what's wrong. I don't even know. I, don't want to, uh-uh. I just want to live, turn the light off. People will come to church, but they won't receive Jesus because they're not ready to wake up. Tell your neighbor, get up and stay woke. I, y'all miss what I said. Tell your neighbor, get up and stay woke. They're irritated by the light. Because the light reveals. You woke up this morning and thought you had on all black, but you got black, dark gray, charcoal. You, 
When you get dressed in the dark, never mind. You think you got it all together until the light shines and you realize you got 50 shades of gray on. So we don't like the light. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to be exposed. But he's not trying to expose you. He's trying to shine the light on a problem, on an issue. We call it sin. We're trying to shine the light. But those who appreciate the light and understand, we understand that we're in darkness and we desire a way out. Unfortunately, everyone does not have the same appreciation. They don't want Jesus. He only came to take away sin. That's why he came. Now, behold the lamb which come. Why did he come? Everybody, I said, are there any Jesus lovers in here? Everybody, woo, yeah, yeah. How can you love him unless you know the reason why he came? Like the only reason why you know of him is to remove the sin problem. I said it the last Sunday, a couple Sundays ago, Jesus didn't come to love us. He came to save us. He's an expression of God's love. Okay. He, did, he came to, so you, I just love Jesus because he first loved me. How did he love you? How do you know he loves you? Because he died to save you. That means there's a problem. Jesus came to earth, the baby Jesus, now behold. He came because there was a serious sin problem that was about to separate humanity from God forever. God ain't speak for 400 years. From Malachi to Matthew, he ain't say nothing. He probably was wrapping his mind around the fact that he had to become flesh. Probably took him 400 years to get it together. Like, all right, let me do this. Let me do this. There's a serious issue on earth called disobedience. So I don't want us to skip over that fact because we have to deal with that. Everybody, Jesus, when you encounter Jesus, you encounter you. You encounter your issues. Woman at the well, give me that water so I'll never thirst again. Okay, go get your husband. About that. I'm not married. You're right. You got five husbands. And the one you with now is not yours. I'm not. This is the Bible. I didn't. They're like, ooh, ooh, oh, my God. This Bible is better than movies. I'm telling you. So he didn't, like, call her out like, see, you got. No. He was like, if I'm going to bless you this good, we got to talk about this issue. If I'm about to bless your socks off, you got to let me challenge this issue. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So every time you encounter Christ, you encounter your issues. His light is so bright, it reveals the blemishes. Some of us we know we have, some of us we don't think we have. But that's why everybody stays away from that Jesus piece. Like Buddha, yes. All that Confucius, yes. Uh, Hinduism, I'm, I'm down, I'm with it. Just do good. Be nice to people. Love all. Give. Help the poor and the needy. Great. That's, not, that's, that's, that's all a consequence of being in Christ or subsequence or result of being in Christ. Don't do the actions before you join the team. That's what I said. You can't represent the team if you're not on it. So all this do good is great, but that's not first. When you deal with your issues, when you deal with your sins, when you let the spirit cleanse you, as a result, you'll do good. 
Oh, man, let me get off this subject because I know it's Christmas Sunday and your babies are in here and that's all great. That's why Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. That's how he sees it. We probably see it as, oh, man, you're trying to talk about my sins. and I'm, God sees it as, I want you to have life because without me, you're dead. He sees us as dead in our own trespasses and sins. So Jesus came that we might have life and that more abundantly. Anybody ready to live today? So it's the, the disruption, the disruption of Christ. When Jesus was born, he disrupted things. He disrupted things. Even when he taught in the synagogues and he, he whipped them with the, He's a disruptor. He challenges systems. Woo, this is going to be so good in a minute. He challenges systems. He challenges culture. You say eye for eye. I say if somebody slaps you, turn the other cheek. That ain't my, G, that ain't my God because the Lord knows. Yeah, if somebody, take, if somebody steals your coat, give them your shoes too. That's what Jesus said. If somebody steals your jacket, give them your shoes too. Like, hold on, hold on. You forgot something, thief. 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 You forgot my shoes. He's disrupting culture thinking. Who, who going to think that? You're going to think, let me chase him down and handle it and get my jacket back. Okay. So he's a systems disruptor because he didn't come to take sides. He came to take over. Did y'all hear what I just said? He didn't come to take sides. He came to take over, which is why scriptures say stuff like this. It says, don't think. Here's the next one. Don't think that I've come to make life cozy. I have come to cut. Make a sharp knife cut between son and father, daughter and mother, bride and mother-in-law. I came to cut these cozy domestic arrangements and free you for God. Well-meaning family members can be your worst enemies. If you prefer father or mother over me, you don't deserve me. If you prefer son and daughter over me, you don't. This is not a good Christmas message at all. Because... The King James Version said, do not think that I've come to bring peace. How can the Prince of Peace say that? I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. I'm not coming to make you feel good and have peace. I'm coming with my way. I'm coming with what I say. Good God Almighty. And if you don't agree with what I say, it's going to cut you. It's going to separate you from your father if he don't agree. It's going to separate you from your daughter if she don't agree. It's going to separate you from your friends if they don't agree. Because I didn't come to make y'all feel good about where you at. I come to establish my kingdom in your heart and in your mind. Somebody say, thank God for Jesus. I'm either Lord of all or not Lord at all. Period. So everybody's searching for a cozy Jesus. And they keep hopping from church to church until they got that seat. Yes. Live life. Yeah. Do well. (laughs) And you're so happy and cold. I love my church. 
Think about gummy bears and coffee. And, we, and I'm not against that. We're going to have that too. But Jesus did not come for us to have comfortable church. His presence alone is a disruptor. Everything not like God when he shows up is disrupted. It's disturbed. If you feel disturbed, something in you needs to be removed. Somebody scream, take it, Jesus! It's challenging when you have to choose to continue to suffer or to amputate a body part because the cancer has spread. The sickness has spread to the point where Something's got to go. Or you can keep it and die. Sin has spread throughout humanity so devastatingly that either we can cut it and live or keep it and die. Now, I know you love your finger. It's been there with you since birth. I know, I know, I know it, it'll look crazy if I don't have it. I just be, will be embarrassed. No one likes amputation. No one saw that in their future. Nothing that attached to you, you enjoy losing. We don't see sin as sin. We see it as part of us. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We don't see sin as something wrong. It's just, it's just me. I, I, I'm just, no, 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 no. It's a disease. Yeah. Adam bit a fruit that humanity was allergic to. And as a result, we're all sick with sin. Or we all were sick with sin. When Jesus comes to address it, either you remove it and live or keep it and die. Which would you do? Yeah, remove it. I would too. The next one says, if you don't go all the way with me through thick and thin, you don't deserve me. If your first concern is to look after yourself... You will never find yourself. But if you forget about yourself and look to me, you will find both yourself and me. Let me get y'all out of here. They're going to sleep. They're going to sleep. Let me get y'all. I got to move quickly. Come back Wednesday. Y'all know how we break it down. If you are your first priority, you're missing out on so much because you're so limited. But when God, when you seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, all these things just start being added. You just don't even, all things are added to you. He's Lord and he is king. Anytime you're in the presence of something greater than you, you should humble yourself and, and, and submit, like, and fearfully, respectfully come under. That's why I understand people quiet or just sitting there doing praise and worship. Because it's like, yo, the king, something greater than all of us is in the room right now. We should all just become... If you were on a train track, you're playing on a train track, you're playing ball with your friends on the train track, you're playing on the train track, and you hear... <laughs> you're still playing on the track? <laughs> and you start seeing a train come? You're going to grab that ball? And get off the track. Period. Because something greater is coming. Okay. 
When something greater is coming, my agenda doesn't matter anymore. What was fun to me is not priority anymore. What I plan to do doesn't matter anymore. I get out of the way and let him have his, his way. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? When Jesus is in the room, your agenda no longer matters. Let him have his way. Somebody shout hallelujah. Why is Jesus so deserving of this type of honor? Because Christ redeemed us, the next one says, from that self-defeating, cursed life by absorbing it completely into himself. Why did I give Jesus my life? Why? No man comes to the Father but through Jesus. Why? Jesus. 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 Okay, he's the only one that absorbing it completely to himself. He absorbed the curse. Do you remember what the scripture says? Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. That is what happened when Jesus was nailed to the cross. He became a curse, and at the same time, he dissolved it. Y'all, that's a good thank you, Jesus point right there. Somebody just screamed, thank you, Jesus. He became the curse and dissolved it. This is why he's deserving of such honor. See, God's mercy removes the penalty of death, but God's grace frees us to live more abundantly. His mercy removes the penalty. His grace gives us liberty to enjoy. Jesus looked at him and said, this is why Jesus is so significant. And I'm about to turn it in a minute, but I just want to set it up. All right? Why Jesus? Why? He absorbed sin and dissolved it. He became it and destroyed it. Nobody else has done that. He came in human flesh absorbed sin and dissolved it became the curse on the tree and then destroyed it forever the next scripture says but Jesus looked at him and said that's then what does this verse mean the stone that the builders did not want became the chief cornerstone I love that because a lot of people don't want Jesus today you kind of scared to say you're a Christian nowadays it's like it's like taboo almost to live for Christ and to be bold about it because everybody don't want Jesus. It's almost offensive. I do talk shows sometimes. I do a secular and mainstream radio sometimes. they like, could you not say Jesus, please? Say love or God and all that stuff, but don't, don't say Jesus because everybody don't believe in him. Well, everybody don't believe in Buddha and I hear it. Everybody don't believe in twerking, but I see that all the time. Why must I be exposed to culture and the world, but I got to hold back my Jesus? The devil is a liar. I will not be silent. I will always worship him. As long as I am breathing, I'm going to say, Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my healer. I'm not, anybody else not ashamed? High five your neighbor and say, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power. Find somebody else, high five them and say, we are not ashamed. All up and down the road, we are not, we are not, we are not, we are not. He's the stone that nobody wanted. Now everybody need him. Back then you ain't want me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Woo! Now I'm hot. <laughs> the world is going to get so dark. They were so scared of that. I was too. That, that thing in California. 
that launched that missile testing thing. Did y'all see that? I was like, oh, my Lord, the rapture is next. It was thugs and hardcore people saying, Jesus, what's that? My God. Now everybody want the stone now. The stone that the builders rejected. You built your, you built your life without him. The builders rejected. You built your relationship without him. The builders rejected. You built your career without him. The builders rejected. You built your life without him. Now you need him. Now you want him. Now he's the chief cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken. But if that stone falls on you, it'll crush you. Let me get out of here and dedicate these kids. Because y'all cover your kids' ears like, okay, pastor, all right. This is what they need to hear. I say, this is what they need to hear. They need to be broken. They need to be humbled. All this audacity the kids got and arrogance they got. No, be broken. Humble yourself. If I was on the West Coast, I'd say, break yourself, fool. But I'm on the East, so I'm going to relax. Humble yourself. Fall on that rock. Fall on Jesus. He's drawn to a contrite heart and a broken spirit. Fall on that and be beautifully broken. Fall on him and be beautifully humbled. Nobody want to be broken. You done built yourself to this person. You don't want to be broken. You can't be pleasing to God if you're not broken. Fall on the rock and live broken. Because if that rock fall on you, because it's coming. Woo, I feel something, babe. I feel, tell your neighbor, the rock is coming. And if he comes and falls on you, it'll crush and destroy you. You got a choice. Broken or destroyed? He's a disruptor. He disrupts things. Here we go. My first closing. I got three. I'm just talking to y'all today. A lot of visitors here, so I'm just going, amen. Praise the Lord. He's the disruptor. The Bible says, nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. Thank you, Tim. I just want to stop there and let you all know. That time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. It says that time. There's a specific darkness. It's a specific issue you've dealt with for a long time. It's a specific problem, a specific sickness you've been dealing with for a long time. God says it will not go on forever. I'm about to bring an end to all your darkness. I'm about to bring an end. Oh, man. Y'all not even responding to good news. I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm about to bring an end to all of your despair. Everything that kept you up at night, I'm going to destroy it. Tell your neighbor, the light is coming. The light is coming. The light is coming. Woo! That time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. It talked about the land of Zebulun. Let me get to the point. Which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan Sea and the sea will be filled with glory. The road will be filled with glory. God is about to fill your journey with glory. He's about to give you a glorious journey. Uh, it's so hard to preach good things because I don't know if they believe it. Yeah, the road is about to be filled with glory. 
<laughs> whether you live on it or whether you're just passing through, your journey is about to be glorious. You're about to enjoy the ride. Tell your neighbor, enjoy the ride. It's been bumpy up until this point. It's been turbulent up until this point. God is about to smooth up. He's about to make the crooked places straight. He's about to bring every high thing down and every valley. Ah! It's coming up. It's coming up. Enjoy the ride. Tell your neighbor, I'm not there yet. But I'm about to enjoy the ride. I'm going to enjoy the ride. The road is going to be glorious. Everything that happens to me helps me. That's a glorious road. Everything that happens helps me. My job is to figure out how. That's what the Lord told me last night. He said, tell him, everything that happens to you helps you. Everything. That's how all things work together. I see you. I hear you. I hear you. Everything that happens to you helps you. Your job is to figure out how, because it's a glorious road. The prophecy continues, and I got it up there for a purpose. The, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For, for those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. Somebody shout, rejoice! They will rejoice before you as a people. Rejoice at the harvest and, and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery. Break the yoke of their slavery. Break the yoke today. Break the God I asked. I beseech you. Break the yoke of slavery today. Whatever has kept us bound, break it. In the yeah, in the name of Jesus. And lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. Every burden be lifted this morning. I'm just speaking it. It's going to happen. I'm just going to speak it. Every yoke destroyed, every burden lifted. I'm going to speak it. Every yoke destroyed, every burden lifted. Every yoke destroyed, every burden lifted. Every yoke destroyed, every heaviness lifted. I see you getting lighter already. Every yoke destroyed, because there's power in my tongue. Won't you say it too? Every yoke destroyed. Every burden lifted. Come on, use the power of your tongue. Every yoke destroyed. Every burden lifted. I'm almost done. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. All the uniforms that had innocent blood on it will be thrown into the fire, and it will be the fuel. Why in the world is Isaiah going off like this? Like he's like going off. Like, yeah, the darkness of spirit will not be, a light is coming, da, 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 just as the oppressors, and the heaven burden will be lifted. Why is, he, why is he going off like this? Well, the next verse tells us. This is why he's going off like this. For unto us, good God Almighty, I thought they would scream louder than that, but it's okay. How do you know all that stuff is going to happen, Isaiah? For unto us. See, this ain't for everybody. It's just for us. It's just for us. If you're a believer, this one is for you. Come on. Tell your neighbor, this one is for us right here. Everybody can't shout over this. Everybody can't get excited. But all the believers in the building, I need you right here. Because unto us. We got a special gift this Christmas. Unto us. Woo! A child. How? 
a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called what? Wonderful. What else? Counselor. What else? The mighty God. What else? What else? Somebody shout hallelujah. The oppressors shall lose their control. All those that's enslaved shall go free. We're excited because we're the ones that's bound. But guess who's not excited? The enemy. The oppressor. Jesus is shaking up our system. This is how the oppressor of your mind feels. You're sitting here hearing this word like, no, no. Keep it together, guys. Keep it together. All right. Keep it together. Make sure she's still stressed after this. Hold on, hold on, I know, hold on, the word is strong, oh my God. Keep her stressed. Okay, keep, keep him, all right, keep him, all right, yeah, let's, all right. The oppressors is trying to keep you bound. But the word of God is quick. I feel like running in here, sharp, powerful. Be loose this morning by the power of the word. I feel old school, Jesus, Jesus. I said, be free by the power of the word of God this morning. Enemy, loose their mind. Loose their spirit. Oh, God. We're excited, but the oppressor is mad. There are enemies assigned to your depression. Like, they're guarding it. Like, I'm sorry, she's going to stay lonely. You better get out of here. No peace for her tonight. Go on, go, go on, go on. But God is destroying all that. You mean to tell me a child's birth initiated all of this? Oh, not the death. You, 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 you mean to tell me that a child caused all this disruption? So just because we may not know the significance of a thing doesn't mean there isn't one. The child you're holding in your lap right now about to dedicate and bless has great significance over their life. I want to start, I'm, oh God, I'm about to turn right here. Just because you don't know the significance doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And let me encourage you, boo, that's holding the child. You might not know your own worth or significance, but there's great purpose over your life. I, everybody that can hear me, there is great significance for your existence. There is great purpose over your life. Why are you still here? There is yet more. A child caused all of this to the point. Oh, God, where am I going to go? Where do you want me to go, Lord? Where do you want me to go? Yeah, to the point where King Herod, the king, I'm done, y'all, I'm, I'm done. The king sent out a decree. The, okay, kings have a lot to worry about than some snotty-nosed kid. He sent out a decree that all male children two-year-old and younger, 
is to be killed. You got these big old soldiers going out killing kids. You got these big old Roman soldiers breaking into houses or, or big old soldiers breaking into houses taking mothers' children. Isn't there a war y'all could be fighting? Same time when Moses was born. Pharaoh sent out a decree that all two-year-old boys and younger be killed. How can a child cause that, that much disrupt, disrupt, chaos? The king is not scared of a child. The king is concerned about the word over the child's life. Woo! I need y'all to help me preach this so I can get out of here. Tell your neighbor there's a word over your life. <laughs> Woo! There's a word over your life. That's why the attack is so strong. The enemy is a punk. I got to say it like this. I'm from Camden. Y'all give me a Camden moment right here. I'm from the hood. Give me a hood moment. I got the suit on. That's what y'all get. But let me get, let me get my hood on real quick. The enemy is a punk. He never fights man to man. He always attacks in the baby stages. <laughs> when we're our weakest, when we're our most vulnerable, when we're our most uh, underdeveloped, he attacks in those stages. When he wanted to introduce sin into the world, he came to the weaker vessel. Because he can deceive her. Adam was not deceived. Eve was. When he wanted to get Jesus, Jesus had been alive for 30 years. But he attacked him when he was weak in the wilderness. Baby stages. Baby stages. The Bible says, forsake not the days of small beginnings. Ooh. You got to understand the baby stages are the most crucial stages of any existence. Whether it's a child or a business. The baby stages of a business is the most critical. The baby stages of your marriage is the most critical. The baby stages of your is the most critical. And that's what the enemy attacks. He attacks, good God, the baby stages. Woo! Well, what happens in the baby stages? In, in month one, two, and three, the baby can't really see too well. They only see like black and white. They, they, they're learning to adjust to light because they just see in black and white. They can't see more than 8 to 12 inches away, but their hearing is fully developed. Thank God faith don't come by seeing. Did y'all hear what I just said? Even though it's in the infant stage, I can still get faith, good God, because my hearing is fully developed. Be careful with an infant because they will put just about anything in his or her mouth. At that age, between the, uh, uh, month one through three, they'll put anything to their mouth. Anything. They don't even have to be hungry. They just put everything to their mouth. The enemy is trying to attack us in our baby stages so he can develop and create our appetite. That's why a lot of people get raped when they're young. To develop sexual appetite and immorality. Many children are molested. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not. 
I, I don't know you, so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about you. But in the baby stages, it establishes appetite. So now you're 14 looking for that same thing that got you when you were four. Keep your kids close. Parents, keep your kids close. In these ages, they're, they're mocking facial expressions, and they start to babble and mimic sounds. They, they can open and close their hands so they can give and receive at this young age. They can give and they can receive at a young age. Their, 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 eye move, their eyes are starting to improve. They can track objects that they are interested in, and they can notice parents from across the room at three months. Four to seven months, let me tell you this, they're fully engaged with the world. They're more sensitive to voice tones. They understand no. No. They understand tone now. Now they're able to obey. Now, the enemy wants to attack us at this stage so that we will obey his voice. Because now we understand tones. Okay, I, I, I'm just trying to tell you why he attacks us. Uh, at this age, it says, don't worry about spoiling them. Responding to them properly helps them feel secure and loved. So don't worry about spoiling your child between month four and seven. Don't, don't spoil them. Don't, no. When you respond to them at that age, they receive it as security and love. So the enemy quickly responds to us at that, at that stage. The enemy quickly responds so we can feel secure in him. We'll actually feel like bad is good for us. I know it's wrong, but you just feel so safe. Oh, man. Let me, let me, let me, all right, let me, let me get off this subject. All right. So they start eating solid foods at this point. You can handle the real word of God. They smile and laugh, and their babbling becomes conversations. Uh, it's important to reply when they babble to encourage communication skills. When they're babbling, that, 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 yeah, I know. It's important to respond to their babble. Because it encouraged them to communicate with them. Woo! I love this. This is why the Spirit makes intercession for us through moanings and groanings that can't be uttered. God is saying, I know you don't know how to talk to me, but I'm still going to respond. Because I want to encourage you to communicate with me. Even if you say, oh, I know what that means. I got you! They love to play peekaboo at this age. After a while, they know it's coming, but they don't know when. But they're excited until it happens. <laughs> Never mind. I, I, I thought I was going to preach that, but I, I didn't. Between months 8 and 12, they become eager explorers. They get around and crawl quickly, possibly take their first step. Babbling sounds become more like a real conversation. I'm done, love. Can you join me up here? I'm done. Get your microphone, please. You'll start to hear their first words like mama or dada. Soon phrases will come. Hands and fingers get stronger. Mm -hmm. At this age, between months 8 and 12, baby stages. At this age, they want to be just like their parents. Mm -hmm. They start combing and brushing their hair, their own hair. They start trying to drink from a cup. They start pretending to talk on a cell phone because mm -hmm. they want to be like <laughs> their mommy and daddy. The enemy attacks these areas, y'all. Whatever area is in a baby stage in your life, the Lord told me to tell you, you'll defeat the enemy by simply growing up. Wow, Jesus. The reason why you're still being attacked in the same area is because it's still underdeveloped. It's still immature. 
Just grow up in that area and you will defeat the enemy. Your maturity will make you exempt. There are certain temptations you don't have as an adult because you're not immature anymore. Certain things you need to pray off of you, you need to really fast. Certain things you just need to grow up. Today I'm talking to you. The enemy is attacking an area of your life that you've been struggling with since you was a child. It's time to grow up and mature and develop in that area. He attacks the baby stages because he's afraid of the word that's over your life. But today I decree divine maturation. Ooh, I speak it in the name of Jesus. You're about to mature at a rapid rate in the name of Jesus. Let me pray for you, everybody. Mm. He attacks the underdeveloped areas in our lives, our businesses, our marriages, our families, our salvation. He attacks the baby stages because he knows what it would, if you ever step into your purpose, it's over for him. He, he knows that you, if you ever step into your anointing, it's over for him. But it's too late now because God has given us the strength. I said he's given us strength. In the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you. For your word, I thank you for knowing the plan of the enemy is to attack at the underdeveloped stage, the places that are underdeveloped in my life, mm, the places that are immature in my life. I speak maturation in the name of Jesus, that as I mature, I become exempt to the same pain, the same temptation, the same issues, the same problem. I speak protection over every child in here in the name of Jesus. Divine protection. The blood of Jesus covers us in the name of Jesus. I pray over every marriage, every family, every business in this place that it is protected by the blood of Jesus. And because of your sacrifice, it will be blessed in the name of Jesus. Everybody say, I am blessed. I am whole. And I am free. Clap your hands, everybody, in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.